All right, guys, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Tubes Podcast. It is Tuesday, September the 5th, 2017. On today's episode, I'm going to share the interview I did with Arkansas head coach Mike Anderson. And for those of you who are already subscribed to the Southeast Tubes Podcast, you know that I also host a daily national college basketball podcast called Marching to Madness. And we had Coach Anderson on that podcast here recently. And as always, just wanted to share that interview. We interview coaches all around the country on that podcast. So anytime we have an SEC coach interview, I will also share it here on the Southeast Tubes podcast in case there are people that only subscribe to this one and not the other one, which is perfectly fine. So if you're an SEC basketball fan, you will always be able to catch all SEC interviews we do on that show here on this show as well. So it was a lot of fun to catch up with Mike Anderson and talk about this Arkansas team coming into the season and as I said you know in the interview with him I just think Arkansas is one of the more fascinating teams I mean it's easy to kind of look at Arkansas and say hey they've got Daryl Macon back they've got Jalen Barford back Uh, that's quite a one-two punch and that's going to be good enough to keep them in that upper tier in the SEC but on the other hand I think you look around and say well they lost Moses Kingsley a guy who was the SEC preseason player of the year last year had another good season, just kind of does so many different things that, that he did for them. And then you lose a guy like Dusty Hannes that made things very difficult on defenses just because of how great a shooter he was. Uh, so those are two guys that will have to be replaced. The good news for Arkansas is that they have a lot of senior leadership there that could have a chance to, to kind of step up, use some experience, uh, and kind of help replace those guys. Now, here's the thing, and I've talked about this all off season. Yes, you can have a lot of seniors, but it's all about experience more than it is just that word seniors. Uh, And I think there are some of these guys that are going to have to break out, guys like Trey Thompson. uh, Dustin Thomas, I thought, had a good season last year in his first year there. I think he'll have an even bigger season this year. Uh, But they're going to have to have guys break out in that front court, I think, for the Razorbacks to, to be a for sure definite team that can get to the NCAA tournament and have a chance to make some noise there. Because like we said earlier, when you have Macon and Barford, you're going to have a chance to win. It's just you have to have other people step up as well. Uh, Because last year, you know, you had Macon and Barford, but you also had Kingsley and Hannah. So you you had a a more of a a dynamic punch last year. So they've got to have other guys step up in those places. And that's where, again, we're going to see guys like Trey Thompson have his opportunity to really step up and be an impact player Uh, And Mike Anderson talked about him in the interview, just talking about how, you know, just his basketball IQ and hoping that he can kind of, you know, rise up to that challenge that's going to present itself. And, you know, I just think there's a lot of different pieces within this roster that are intriguing, and especially a guy like Dan Gafford there, the big freshman, who is someone that is going to, you know, have an opportunity to play and really give them a lot of minutes right away. It's just a matter of seeing how he's developed this offseason and how he's going to fit into what they want to do, which what we what they want to do, as we all know, is to run up and down the floor. And I think, you know, he, Anderson discussed this in the interview. He was talking about just what this freshman class with Gafford, a guy like Khalil Garland, they're going to bring to the table. They're going to bring that athleticism. They're going to bring that length that you like to have when you play that style. 
Um, so that will be kind of fun to see. But we talked about a lot of different things with him just about this roster. Uh, the guys coming back with all the seniors that they're going to have going into the year. Um, and then kind of touched on some other things with their non-conference schedule, which of course features uh, games in the PK-80, uh, which, you know, <laughs> what a strong field that is. Uh, but they also play games, and I've talked about one as well, an opener against Sanford, which to me, Sanford uh, is the favorite there, um, you know, in that conference in the SOCON, because I just think that they are loaded with talent. So there are a lot of teams like that on Arkansas's non-conference schedule, uh, potential pitfalls, but I think it's something that's going to get them prepared for the SEC season, because there there are a lot of teams on there that are very good. Um, so talked about that and then also discussed, uh, the story that, that, you know, Mike Anderson's told a lot just about how he first met Nolan Richardson and how he continues to kind of, you know, be, be a very close friend and someone he can talk to on a regular basis now and just kind of how he's mentored him over the years. So that was a lot of fun to talk about as well. So let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Arkansas head coach, Mike Anderson. All right, guys, we welcome back to the Marching to Madness podcast. We are excited to welcome in Arkansas head coach Mike Anderson. And, Coach, to start off with here, uh, just in talking about the approach this offseason there, you obviously have a lot of guys returning with experience. Uh, has there just been kind of a certain theme that you and your staff have tried to stress this offseason during your workouts? Uh, one of the things we talked about is taking it to the next level. You know, obviously, you know, with the uh, the last game we had against North Carolina being in position to – uh, to really put ourselves in a position to get to the Sweet 16, uh, we we didn't get the things done we need to get did. So that means now we got to be dialed in to take it to the next level. So that's been the theme, and our guys have been working extremely hard to to get better and to to be better finishers in games. And so that means you know the guys that are returning, we we have a cast of guys that are returning, uh, six seniors, and we have a top 20 recruiting class guys coming in. So all about blending and getting that group together and uh, and hopefully uh, become a better team this year. Hey Coach, just talking about your team, you know, you have a lot of seniors on this team, and that's one of the luxuries that you're going to have this season. What just in your experience, you know, throughout the years, what are just the benefits kind of in preparing for a season when you have a team that's kind of filled with this much leadership and on-court experience like this one? Well, you said the key word, the leadership. I think the leadership and then when the leadership and the ownership kind of take a hold of a team, then I think you can really take it to that level we're talking about in terms of offensively, defensively, uh, really integrating the young players because, you know, with the with the older guys, you can get into things a lot quicker in, in your schemes and, and what you – and not only how hard you got to practice. And so so these guys set the set the standards in, uh, for the young guys to follow. So I, I think from that standpoint, uh, these guys know uh, we started off as one type of team at the beginning of the year, and at the end of the year we were playing some of our better basketball. So we want to take that same momentum and go into this season and uh, especially, you know, with the with the big time schedule that we have. Right, and we'll definitely talk about that later on. But coach, just to talk about the two guys, obviously I know you're excited to have back in terms of Jalen Barford and Daryl Macon come back is kind of one of the more dynamic guard combinations in the nation. Uh we we know how good they can be, we know how versatile they are, but what is it about them too that just kinda of, they're able to play so well off of each other? Well, and that's going to be a big key that they continue to play well off each other and play well with the other guys that that are coming back. I think this year they they'll be a lot more comfortable. You know, I thought early on they they had some bumps along the way early in the year, and and we saw later on the in season as they start grasping, 
you know, the, the intensity you got to play with. You can't take plays off. And I think that was one of the biggest deal and the speed, the strength, uh, the talent of these guys at this level here. But, but I think they've shown that they're uh, all SEC caliber team uh, guard and so and some of the better guards in the country. And I think that's going to be real critical as, as they become uh, sort of the leaders for our basketball team. And, Coach, going to the front court, I know obviously losing a player like Moses Kingsley is never fun just because of the things that he was able to do for you during his time there. But I know you've got a good group coming back as well that are going to try to replace them sort of by committee, I guess, with guys like Trey Thompson, Dustin Thomas, Orlando Cook, and then you've got the big guy coming in and Dan Gafford. How do you just feel about just the dynamics of that front court group you're going to have there? I think we got some versatility. I think we got some six, eight, six, nine guys. Uh, uh, especially when you talk about Trey Thompson, a guy that's been here four years, uh, experience, uh, has got to become more aggressive in terms of scoring, but we know he's a dynamic passer, rebounder, so uh, his basketball IQ is better than anybody on our basketball team. So that's going to play big dividends. And Dustin Thomas and Orlando Cook, that was their first year last year. So you expect those guys to be better in, in terms of uh, what we're doing. And, and I think Gafford, uh, I think this kid has a tremendous potential. And the beauty of it is he don't have the pressure on him having to come in and be the savior. He just come in and go at his own pace. And uh, and I recall a guy we had here two years ago, we did the same thing. That was Bobby Porter. He came in and all his pace was second team all conference and the next year he was player of the year in our league. So but the, the, I think that Daniel gives us a guy of size, length, athletic ability, can run the floor and just gotta get some seasoning. And another guy we had mentioned was Adriel Bailey, a guy that was playing quite a bit uh, going down the stretch for our basketball team. So we've got some other pieces and uh, so now it's just a matter of getting them some more repetitions and some seasoning and uh, get ready for the fastest forty. And, Coach, you know, we've talked about Dan and kind of what he can bring to the table, but you've got just a group there just in talking about your freshman class, the four guys coming in from the state of Arkansas, which I know you guys are excited about. Uh, just talking about this group as a whole, what is it within this group, maybe the intangibles you feel like these guys, like we've talked about Khalil Garland as well, that are going to bring to the table there for your program? I think what they bring in bring some long athletic, you know, big guards, big swing guys, uh, very athletic. Uh, I think they all have motors. They come in with, with motors. Uh, Darius Hall, I mean, got got a 7-1 wingspan, and so they're big rebounding guards and swings, and, and they fit what we're doing. And uh, so I, I'm excited about, you know, those guys. And, uh, and, and again, they're coming in with some, some older guys, some players that are here, even like a guy like C.J. Jones. It's his time to step up the sophomore from Birmingham, Alabama. So, But what happens, those young guys get a chance to come in and get, get kind of baptized by fire, you know, in practice <laughs> each and every day. And, and hopefully they have some carry-on as we get into the games. And Coach, you mentioned earlier talking about that non-conference schedule. I know it's one that's going to provide a lot of challenges for your team in a lot of different ways just in terms of kind of the mix of teams that you're going to play. And one of those is within the Phil Knight Invitational, which, you know, looking at it on paper just feels to be the strongest in-season tournament we've ever seen there. Uh, just how has your kind of non-conference schedule come together? Because I know you have to be excited about these challenges you're going to face there. Well, it's, you know, challenges, but it's opportunities. And, and all that for this team here, uh, we're going to find out real early, you know, uh, where we are as a team. And if we want to contend for, for championships in the SEC conference, uh, 
uh, whether, you know, obviously our, our league took another step up and it will continue last year with, with six teams in the tournament and it'll take another step this year. So we, we got to be prepared as we get into that. So this, this schedule is shaped up from the standpoint of, you know, uh, I always think every team is good. You can't look at names and just think, you know, because guys got seniors, uh, you know, these guys get uh, just as good of players as any other team. So, that being said, you know, uh, Bucknell, team that was in the tournament, played West Virginia, uh, Fresno State, really good basketball team. Minnesota, we played them last year. Top, They should be almost like a top 10 team for the most part, coming in here in the uh, Butt Walton Arena, as well as Colorado State and at Houston. So, And then you talk about the tournament, it's kind of like almost a Sweet 16 field team. So that non-conference schedule is going to really test us and find out where we are. But I think with this type of team, and uh, I think our guys hopefully will be up for the challenge. And, Coach, finally, one of the things that people kind of around the country enjoy listening about, sat on our show this offseason and talking to all these coaches, I know someone that, that's had a big influence on you throughout your careers, Nolan Richardson, someone who certainly you've been able to play for, coach with, and such. Uh, how did you and Nolan just first meet? How did that connection first make? And then how has he really just continued to have such an impact on your career now? Well, it's so weird that people know the story. I tell it all the time. You know, I played at a junior college out of Birmingham, Alabama, called Jefferson State, and Coach Richardson coached the Western Texas Junior College out of Snyder, Texas. And this team happened to be uh, 36-0, and and we played them in the championship game. And needless to say, we became victim number 37. And uh, at the same year, Coach Richardson got the job at Tulsa. So he took four guys off that team, that include Paul Pressey, and myself from the junior college team, and and those five guys went into Tulsa and won an NIT championship the very first year, and uh, I think that was just the the start of it. And then we were at Ar- we was at Tulsa for the next for the next five years, and then we went to Arkansas, and I was with him for 22 years, and so kind of like his son, and so but no one knows you know the the 40 minutes of hell that we implemented here at Arkansas. Uh, better than Coach Richardson is me because why? I played it. I coached with him. So I was able to go out and, and do the things and uh, at UAB in Missouri and now back here at Arkansas. And uh, and it's great to have a, a Hall of Fame coach right here, living right here in, in Fayetteville. That you, if I need to go talk to him, we can go and talk and, uh, and talk basketball. Coach, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to do this. I know myself covering SEC basketball this year. I'll get to see you guys play a lot, and I look forward to catching up with you again here in the near future. Well, appreciate it, and uh, we're, we're excited about uh, Razorback Nation is really excited about uh, what is taking place with our basketball team, and uh, i got a feeling we got a chance to be a special year. Absolutely. Thanks, Coach. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Buck. All right, that was the interview with Arkansas head coach Mike Anderson and – you know, like I said, I mean, it was great to catch up with him. He's someone that's always fun to talk to and just get his thoughts on this team. Uh, and it was it was interesting just to kind of talk about the dynamics within this team, like we said earlier, uh, talking about the guys they're going to have to replace, but also looking around that roster, seeing the potential uh, of guys trying to get more experience there to try to help more and become those impact players Uh, that they could possibly be so uh, there's a lot of options on this roster and like I've always said and I've talked about this with other teams that play this way when you play that kind of style when you have that kind of pressure uh, it challenges teams no matter what and when you have a duo like Macon and Barford leading that charge uh, you know leading that run up and down the floor playing at that kind of tempo and playing with the kind of defensive pressure that they want to play with 
you're going to have an opportunity to win games. And now it's just a matter of seeing with an improved SEC how far Arkansas can rise up the ladder and stay, you know, within that top five, top four, whatever you want to say, uh, if this team can be one of those teams that breaks out and gets into that mix. So uh, we will wait and see on that, but it should be another fun season there in Fayetteville for the Hawks. So thanks again to to Mike Anderson for joining me on the podcast. And thank you, as always, for listening to the Southeast Hoops podcast. Be sure to subscribe by going to iTunes, search for Southeast Hoops. Also, be sure to head over to southeasthoops.com. We've got a lot of written stuff coming now, uh, adding new contributors each day. Uh, so we're going to have a lot more coverage. If you've already enjoyed the coverage I've been doing here uh, for a while now, uh, get ready because there's going to be even more of it coming now that I'm adding some, some new staff writers on board uh, as well. So if you're someone who's interested in writing, about SEC basketball this season, go over to the website, find the post I did on the SEC Basketball Writers Wanted post, and you can learn all the details about what uh, it, it sort of implies here. But this is a, a very fun time to be in the world of SEC basketball, both as a fan, as a writer, as someone who covers these teams. Uh, it is a very exciting time, and we're only getting closer now as we're here in September, and practice will be starting next month. And the games will get started before you know it. So thanks as always for listening to the podcast, and I will talk to you guys next time.